Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other public forums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, and social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. And we're back. Season 3, Episode 5. It's good to be podcasting. Paul, how you doing today? Good, brother. Good. A little frosty this morning, but we're alive and well, right? Yeah, frosty. <laughs> All right. And today we got a special guest in the house, Mr. Van O. Pilgrim himself, the, uh, the, the Van Meister himself. What was, it, what was your old rap name? Uh, back in the day, it was Van Sly, but... I had to get born again, so I'm Van Gogh Pilgrim now. Van Gogh Pilgrim. <laughs> I'm digging that because I was raised Quaker. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Van Sliger himself. So, Van, oh. welcome to the show. Um, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing good. <laughs> now, Van and I have been uh, getting to work together quite a bit here recently, um, and we were able to get him on the podcast, and I've been staying tuned up with uh, with Van. Van has had a busy week. So um, we will not delay. We want to get. We want to dive into. Uh, we want to dive into this. Van uh, has some things to share on his heart. Um, Chappie, unless you got something to say before we get started. Oh no, I was just. Uh, he had posted something on Facebook a couple of weeks ago about shame, and I read it and it blew my mind. And and I'd reached out to him to come, I guess a month or two ago, and then you you got it. You got him to come and. Uh, when I read that, what you posted about shame, it, it really hit home to me. And, I'm, you know, we might get into it later. We may, may not. But uh, when I read it, I thought, my God, man, that that is such a, a true nugget. Because if we don't get to that place, mm-hmm. if we don't get to that place, we are super ineffective. We're ineffective. Maybe even to the point to where if you don't forgive others, I'm not going to forgive you. Mm. So it gets pretty stout. Yeah. Yeah. So, are yeah. you ready, Van? Yeah, so I, I so I wanted to say, you know, getting to work with Rome every day. We, we see each other in the hall, and of course, you know how he is. He's 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 a pretty good looking guy, don't you? Don't you think if there's a preacher calendar, he might be on it? He'd be Mister January, <laughs> the first. Look at him. I'm all out of frame. Like the fireman calendars. Yeah, he'd be Mister January because they want to start off huge, right? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> to do that for him. But it, it's it's really a pleasure, you know. You you life takes so many twists, and you thought, well, I wouldn't have thought we'd been working together, but yeah. I've been doing this, you know, sub gig for quite some time, and God has used me to infiltrate. Yeah, and not just there. I go to E. K. Baker and Riceville, and and I get to and and I'm actually writing a book about being a substitute teacher. Oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah. so but they let me do certain things. Uh, uh, you know, at the end, you remember how you do busy work, and then at the end, you're like, you know, and the kid native starts getting restless, and I just, I just go to do animal crackers. So, yeah. not only do I get better doing that, then I learn with age groups. Okay, well, what's this age group looking at? Yeah, you know, what are they looking at? But on the way to this, this journey is the other day, uh, Rome was there when I was leaving, is I had to go. Uh, forgive Sweetwater Hospital for my bitterness toward them. And that was a nice little Jonah ride because <laughs> certain things, you know, were done in as such as to really, to be quite honest, I'd probably be, truth be told, needed an apology. Yeah. And God said it don't work that way. Right. Mm. Yeah. You know, you, you, you don't you don't you don't get free waiting on somebody else's chain to break. That's true. Yeah. So I go up there and and I'm just going to just tell you the story because it's this this is a train that goes somewhere I guess you know and I I go and I I'm like well who do I talk to who's the president over Sweetwater or whatever how do I make this right and he said you just worry and you the first person you see is who you tell and I come in turned the light there she was she was typing on the keyboard and she goes can I help you and I said that remains to be seen. <laughs> And I pull up a chair. She still hadn't looked up. And right when she looked up, she had my mother's eyes. Oh, wow. Like, I nearly lost it. 
Just, just, just that. Also parked in the same parking spot. You know, there's a million of them out oh, yeah, there. And it was the same one I left out that night when I had to say goodbye to my mom. Oh, wow. So God had that opened up. And I'm like, you know, it's one of those things, you know, it's a God thing, but you're fighting every step of the way. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> like when kind of arguing somebody with them. tells a two year old, sorry, sorry. You know, <laughs> you didn't yeah. mean it. You know? <laughs> and I go and I do this, and she's like, um, uh, she goes, well, she goes, bad things bring out the bad things in people. She said, we're accustomed to this. She said, but I forgive you. And man, I felt like, like all this lift off. And uh so so I was on a quest because when I when I when I left there, I got back to Athens. I couldn't remember her name if you'd put a gun to my head. And it was burned into my mind because right. I was sitting there looking at her. But then I had to make it like an opaque text, like, you know, hey, this happened at Sweetwater, but whoever that lady was that was my angel, you know, like that. And I even called. I called back down there and said Who's this lady that I talked to? And they said, well, there's been a shift change since mm-hmm. I'd called back. I'm like, what? what are you doing, God? You know, I just wanted to thank her, you know. And yeah. Finally, I get a text back from her supervisor. They had taken that note in there and cried. It went through their whole thing. is because they don't feel appreciated. Yeah. Because the only thing they're going to get the bad. The bad, yeah. It's created, it created a little synergy. And then the next thing I know, uh, when she texted me back, she had a husband pass away in the same probably emergency bay that my own mother did. And she said, I still walk there and have to walk by it every day. Oh, wow. And none of that would have happened if I'd remembered that lady's name because it got everybody else involved. Mm-hmm. And God was showing me one act. One act. And I got thinking about that. You know, it only took one act of Adam and Eve to get us where we're at today. Yeah. Compounded with interest. <laughs> so only one act can turn it around differently. Right. But there's more connected to it is then I went, I finally had went back to the church, and what I was going to talk about was the root of bitterness. Mm-hmm. It's not what you think it is. And I spent days on the floor crying out to God to show it to me mm. is because well, do you want to interject anything real quick? You know, Van, as you're talking about that, I know that there may be some folks listening who may not have that exact situation, but we all face grief at some point. Oh, we yeah. all face that resentment, I guess, of why me mm-hmm. or how could this happen to me? And, you know, as human beings, we're all kind of narcissistic in our own ways, but we think we're the only ones going through this. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Nobody else understands my pain. But the truth of the matter is God understands. Yeah. God hears. And there's been times that I've even argued with God in my pain and lashed out. And and God, thank the Lord, hasn't struck me dead, you know, <laughs> yeah. but that's a way of processing and dealing with it. And and you go through these stages of grief and eventually there comes to a point like, like you were, you're ready to be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're ready to release it. Yeah. Um, I've, uh, I've heard this old quote before. It says, when you harbor unforgiveness, the only person you're hurting is yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're just binding up that toxicity. Yeah. You're just binding up that whatever that nastiness is. And and it's it's the one that's it's turning you into an ugly person. Yeah, because you're like, How dare you do this to me? To me. And who are we, yeah. really, mm-hmm. in the scheme of things? Exactly. You know, who are we? You know, right. we were created for him. And we're let's be real, we're pissed <laughs> off because they did me wrong. I mean, really? Right. And and see that's the, the enemy works in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The enemy works in that. And um then we get we get hurt and um and then it just it it turns us into this these people that are no we're not good to anybody. Right. You know? Um so so guys, I just want to encourage anybody out there if you're dealing with pain or grief 
mourning, unforgiveness. In Jesus' name, release that and let that go. Amen. Now, Van, similarly like you, there's a passage of Scripture where Jesus says, before you bring your gift into the altar, first go and be reconciled with your brother. Yeah. And then bring your gift to the altar. Because it's almost like God saying, I'm not going to receive your gift if it's blood money. Yeah. It's (laughs) not going to get past the ceiling, right? right? Yeah. (laughs) If it's, if you're holding on to something and I'm not going to receive your praise. I mean, there's been plenty of times when me and my wife have been arguing on Sunday morning Mm -hmm. and we apologize Mm -hmm. as we're coming over the bridge. You know, (laughs) I love you. I'm sorry too. And I love you too. Okay. Let's go here and have church. (laughs) You know, It don't work that way. Sometimes we wonder why God isn't blessing our assembly. I wonder how many people are holding on to stuff, man. Holding on to unforgiveness, Paul. A root of bitterness that's that's taking hold in in people's life. And you know what? You've got to get to that point. How long had it been since your mom had passed, man, if you don't mind me? Two years. It was the anniversaries of the day. But see, this is what I was wanting to read to you. Because during all this, think about this for a second. Jeremiah seventeen nine says, The heart is deceitful above all things. Yes. And desperately wicked. Mm. Who can know it? And I was sitting there thinking, David said one time, I, I don't know which scripture might look it up, but he just said, Search my heart, O God, and see if there be any wicked way in me. Yeah. Wouldn't he know if there's a wicked way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why am I having to ask God to reveal a wicked way? I, I, I would think I'd know that. But you can't know it because your heart is deceitful above all things. Yeah. And how many times have we heard someone, just follow your heart. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. No. No. Yeah. So watch this. Here's what it says about a root of bitterness. Think about this. This is Hebrews 12, 14. This is what I wanted to share. This is good. This is why we don't have revival. This is what God told me. I'm sitting there crying my eyes out. I went on a seven-day fast before the Lord. God, what's going on? Why this? Why that? He gave me What? Listen to this. Hebrews 12, 14 says, Pursue peace with everyone as well as holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no root of bitterness springs up to cause trouble and defile many. Now, all of us guys know in this room, we can be a blessing to somebody, can't we? Yeah. Can you be defilement? And I went back to a story. My uncle years ago had a cookout, and he had this guy helping him with the grill. He has a cut-up, man, and he has a back slapper. He had, everybody come in, he slapped her back. Everybody that had on a white T-shirt that entered this cookout had a handprint on him. <laughs> he defiled everybody that walked through the door. He didn't mean to because yeah. he just didn't know his hands was clean, but everything that man touched, he defiled. Ooh. Man, this hit me like a ton of bricks is because if you walk into assembly, you just said it earlier, you said, and you wonder why nothing happens. Well, the root of bitterness God was showing me, you've got to trace it back. And here's the next thing. I was speaking the other night, and I said, how many of you men know you got a root of bitterness? And they raised their hand. I said, and there's six over there that didn't. I said, and you're deceived because you don't even know if you've got it. Yeah, God's got to tell you got it because all we see is the outward. Yeah. We definitely thought, oh, there's something wrong with that guy. Yeah. But what about the guy that hadn't got to the place because, you know, roots give shoots that bring forth fruits. Yep. There is a process. So I'm sitting there. I said, okay, do I have a root or bitterness? He said, you sure do. Yeah. You know where mine went back to? All the way back to junior high. An event in junior high. I've carried it all these years. Wow. You know these because I'm telling you when and here's a here's a never say never again. I vowed I'd never be in that high school, and now I'm walking right in the middle of it on a day to day basis, nearly. 
is that was my goal was to leave this town from that event, become a rap star, move to Athens. I mean, spinning dirt as quick as I could get out yeah, of this never town. Never looking back. Yeah. Root of bitterness. And, and me getting saved didn't stop that. Yeah. And everything you have that comes forward has the ability, if you don't get it took care of, to add to it. Compound. It compounds. Mm-hmm. But we don't just have one event we forget it's added to yeah it's right? multiplied like stacked yeah like everything else you know it's it's layered man i'm gonna tell you i could see it as clear as a noonday sun i spoke i had to, my, my life has been this conundrum from quite some time on one level or another and I had to not only speak that word at the church that I had left, you know, I had not been back, back there since 19. And they, you know, hey, everything's cool. But I said, I got to speak this word. And what happened was, is one of the guys after church come up and hug me because he had, he had to be delivered. He had to get forgiven because he was in pain because of what he had done to me. Yeah. And I was already you know, settled and yeah. settled with him, but right. he wasn't with me and he needed to be released. Right. And I had to go speak this at a men's thing the other night and there were men weeping, weeping now. When's the last time you saw that? When's the last time you even seen a big altar call? Like we used to see people crying over souls or whatever. And I'm telling you, it's because of the root of bitterness. 99.9% of people have it and they don't even know it. Yeah, I agree. What would prevent us from admitting pride? Exactly. Mm-hmm. The it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm somebody. And God despises a prideful heart. Yeah. And I, I mean, and guys, I'm telling you what, you know, on the outside, we all look like good people, but on the inside, oh my goodness. Yeah. It's all of us. Yeah. None are righteous. Yeah. No, not one. There's a, uh, I mean, wouldn't it stand to reason, like Paul said, in my flesh, there dwelleth no good thing. Wouldn't it stand to reason that none of us are worth killing, but we're all worth saving? How about that? Yeah. We ain't. That's true. <laughs> Psalm 24 says, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. And he who has not lifted up his soul into vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Whenever you're talking about that old guy with the dirty hands, Van. <laughs> May the Lord give us clean hands. Yeah. Amen. May God give us a pure heart. You know, I walk around naive to a lot of the things in this world. I'm an optimist at heart. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I realize that there's that there's evil taking place. Um, something that just happened here recently. Um, have y'all heard about this uh, young man that um, was beat by the police? Police brutality. Mm-hmm. Young black man over in, over in Memphis by five guys, five cops or something like that. Yeah. Five five cops. <clears throat> Tragic. Tragic. We uh, also read about other instances of of violence, um, of hate. We we uh, read about all these things that's, that's happened in our world. You know, from the politics and. You know the 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 scandals and the corruptions and Hunter Biden's laptop and everything that's going on in our crazy world. You know what Jesus reminds us? He said, "In this world, you're going to have trouble." Yeah. But be of good cheer. Why? He said, "Because I've overcome the world." Mm-hmm. Guys, I want to be so focused on the Lord, so focused on the Lord that I don't allow my, I don't, I'm not, I want to be so focused on God, clean hands, pure heart, not lifting up my soul to vanity, nor swearing deceitfully. I just want to be all in for Jesus, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's sometimes 
like my guitar, I get out of tune. I get out of balance. Mm-hmm. The uh, in First uh, John, he said, "I would that you not sin, little children." It's not God's desire for you to sin. I think it's First John chapter two. But if you sin, you have an advocate mm-hmm. with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. You know. And then if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Guys, I want to stay in his presence. I want to stay close to the Lord. I don't mm-hmm. want to allow these this these, these this corruption to uh, get in and, and pollute my, my life and, and hinder my walk with the Lord. Paul, what you got over there? Whew. <laughs> <sighs> Rome. How long is this? I I just I'm I'm really never lost for words as you know for the most part but <clears throat> I really wish we were live and you could see it I actually I wish people could be in this room <laughs> and just feel uh what's it what the spirit that's here it's all, it's almost like in Genesis where it says he was hovering the water um <clears throat> yeah man yeah. Nahum one seven says the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. Here's the thing about it. When I went through what I did 20 years ago, I tried to defend myself because, uh, in the natural, I had done nothing wrong in the natural. I was a good provider. I took care of my family. I was serving God. I was ministering every weekend. I was doing what I was supposed to do according to what the church folk think. Um, But on a personal level, I probably wasn't taking care of what I needed to take care of. And things... Things happen, and and next thing you know, I've got a root of bitterness sprung up in me. How in the world could you do this to me? Why, oh, really? You you had the nerve to do this to me, and then and then the the chatter starts, where the enemy uses people to try to tear you down mm-hmm. and say you were doing this or you were doing that, and I'm like, no, I wasn't. You don't you don't have a clue. You know, you don't have a clue. I was I was not. Uh, and then it continues and continues. So in in this natural man, in this situation that every man or woman faces, you're trying to defend your honor. You're trying to defend who you are. Hey, I love the Lord. I, I, I do this, I do this, I do this. And the Lord's saying, shut your mouth. <laughs> I will defend you. You need say nothing. You just need to live and let me Raise you up. If you will humble yourself, I will exalt you. If you exalt yourself, I'm going to humble you. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of all this, and I'll tell you, man, when it hit me the most, man, <laughs> I had a bad habit of trying to convince my son. Every chance I take, I would say something. I would defend myself. I would, I would say these things not directly to him, but in the conversation. And I remember one day he was in high school. He said, dad, you don't have to do that anymore. I know the truth. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of hearing it, dad. I know, but you got to understand that I love you both. Mm -hmm. And I thought, my God, Mm. I have been a fool. I have not trusted the scripture. I've not trusted this word. I've not been led by the spirit. I've been walking in the flesh and trying to exalt myself, trying to defend myself. And listen, after that moment, here's where that deliverance comes from that you're talking about, Van. Here's where that root of bitterness gets tore down and ripped and thrown in the fire and extinguished in the presence of the Holy Father, the God of Israel. The line of the tribe of Judah, he takes that. And, and, and once you get to that place where you're like, okay, Lord, I see you. I'm sorry. People that, that were, were saying stuff to you, people that you thought were against you, they start coming back to you. 
Mm-hmm. Man, I apologize for the way I treated you, man. Mm-hmm. I know the truth. Mm-hmm. I know the truth now. I'm sorry for the way I done you. I, it wasn't right, man. God restores you. And even in the, all that time that you wasted, all that bitterness you had, all that hatred you had, all that division you had, all that defiling you were doing, trying to defend your honor, which is nothing. <laughs> yep. When, when you finally lay that down, God, God starts bringing them back. Hey, I'm sorry, man. I knew the truth. And the whole time, if you could have let go and let God and trusted the Father, you would have went, you would not have went through hell. You would not have went through all the stress. Your blood pressure wouldn't have been up. Your hairs wouldn't be gray. You wouldn't have lost all the weight because you can't eat because you're hating yourself. You're hating life and you're thinking my life is over. When God's saying, I'm bringing you through the fire so you can exalt me and watch me work. Mm. See, here's another thing God showed me about the root of bitterness when it becomes all consuming. Not, not only is it deceptive, you can't see that. No. You think everybody's out to get you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. Boy. And, you, and you're not walking around quoting scripture about, well, there's there's a whole lot more for me than against me. <laughs> but that ain't what the root of bitterness tells you. He's got his own doctrine. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Because of that, you can't see as good, you can't hear as good, you can't feel as good, because you've been, as far as I'm concerned, I would call it the invasion of the body snatchers, but yeah. you know, it's what it, <laughs> yeah. but it consumes you. And here's the thing, here's where I was operating in. The only pain you can feel is your own. Yeah. Yeah, you have no compassion for other people. Because you're, you're too wrapped up in you. Yeah. You're too wrapped. See, that's where people got... You know, you hear this word narcissism thrown around a lot and this and that and this. and <laughs> You hear it for everything. That's really not even what it is. It's not even, they can't even classify it medically. And it's just, oh, it's just a, it's just a person. They're just all about themselves. Uh, there's nothing new about that since the tree. Mm. Yeah. If you don't think it's all about you. My dad showed me a trick one time. He said, he said, if you want to know what people, he, he said, he said, see how that pen writes? And I grabbed a pen, and I wrote Steelers. I'm a big Steelers fan. My dad looked at me, and <laughs> he, goes, he goes, he goes, that is amazing. And I said, what? He said, you're the first person I've ever asked to see how that pen writes that didn't write their own name. Wow. But I was I was that more consumed by the Steelers, believe it or not. I mean, if... Like I, I heard a sermon one time about idolatry and thought, I think he's talking to me because I like to steal it so much. I wrote it down. I don't like it as much now because they're no good, but yeah, but, I don't you know, know what you mean. But That's think crazy. about that for a second. I mean, isn't everybody really out? I mean, the battle is against you in the first place. Yeah, and we're consumed. And then I thought, oh well, then add the root of bitterness in there. And then you're consumed on steroids. And it's not like I wouldn't help. I still helped people. I still prayed for people, but not like I could. Yeah. There's a, there's a freedom there. And, man, when I was talking about that shame and that nakedness and how God wants us up, you know, here's another thing. God is so sick and tired of us walking in here and telling everybody everything's okay and fine. Yeah. I'm not saying you got to display everything. But don't you find that ironic looking out in this world? Is it? it does it look fine to you? Everybody does loves it look Jesus. okay to you? Yeah. Not even in the church realm. And this is why revival doesn't happen. I was praying to the Lord, and the Lord said, well, first of all, I need people to remove from Second Chronicles that they've quoted for the last 200 years because that was for Israel anyway. If my people... We hold it up in a placard. We're trying to have this prayer. We're trying to have all these services, and all we got to do is walk over to the person that we've got alt with and forgive them. What'd you say early? If you're gonna go ahead and take your, uh, you know, your alt or your your gift, yeah, gift to the altar. <clears throat> you ain't got it worked out. What good did you do? What good did praise and worship do you? What good? You couldn't even hear the word because you're thinking 
about that. About, yeah. You've been wronged and this and that. You ain't even there. Right. You're just taking up space, breathing. I can't stand the way they act. And you're looking right <laughs> at them across the aisle, you know. <laughs> it's funny you said that, but I had a guy call me this week, no joke. He said, hey, man, uh, when you get a, he texted me, he said, when you get a chance, you don't have to be today, but when you get a chance, give me a call. I said, all right. So I called him back the next day because I got that text late and didn't see it. He said, listen, man, he said, I know this may sound off the cuff or whatever stupid to you, but he said, I just want to apologize to you. And I said, okay, for what? He said, for not being honest with you. He said, I'm not always okay. And every time you call me, every time you call me, I say, how you doing? He said, yeah, I'm all right. He said, he said, the Lord convicted me over that. I'm not always okay, man. I said, well, when you're not okay, you need to tell me so we can pray. But can I call you and say, hey, Rome, I'm not always okay. We, we try to put up this front because we're men. We're strong. Uh, we're called a God. We're, we're men of God in our communities, and people look to us, and people expect us to be this and be that. But, hey, listen, I'm not always okay. And it, it floored me when he said that. And I said, you know what? I'm not always okay either, bro. But it's easy to not to never. It's easy to never be okay when that root of bitterness is sprung up. Exactly, you won't be. You won't be okay. And and here's the deal: everybody you come in contact with, they're going to hear how you're not okay, whether you're whether you're saying it or not, because it's going to come out in your spirit and, and in your aura. And then they're not going to want to be around you. And the next thing you know, you're looking around. Where's all my buddies at? Well, you're such a Debbie Downer. They don't want to be around you. Defile many. What that says, because mm. out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whew. You know, come a time and you can't hide it no more. See it more. You know, I, I I know I'm not okay. I've been trying to just get to okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll confess it right now. Yeah. To this, he on his podcast. I've not been okay, and I couldn't tell you when. But I see a day when I can get there. Yeah. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And his name is Jesus. Exactly. I'm climbing. In the battle, right? yeah, in the trench, <laughs> in in the battle, crawling and, boy. <laughs> and now here's the thing: um, I remember uh, my my dad loved my father, Big C. We need to have him on the podcast sometime. <clears throat> Wouldn't it be great if we could have Big C and uh, um, Van's daddy? Listen, at the I'll be hilarious. <laughs> I want to be honest with you. I, I I I wanted to get my dad in here, and I just never did it. You need to do it because I regret it. Get Big C in here. Um, but Dad, um, again, I've grown up in Baptist churches forever, you know, and um, <clears throat> we sing so many songs about Canaan land. <laughs> Canaan land is just inside, just over the Jordan River, you know, and, or living in Canaan now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people think, well, once we get to Canaan, this land flowing with milk and honey, we will have arrived. This is a place of happiness and solitude and a place of blessing. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about what happened in Canaan land. <laughs> Once they got there, they had to fight to keep it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll tell you this, though. The Lord said, I'll fight your battles for you. If you'll just honor me and you'll let God said, I'll protect you. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll provide for you. But... Canaan land, you've got to fight to keep it. And so, you know, Vanya, it's like people say, well, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm trying to get to where I need to be with the Lord. That's great. But once you get there, then what? <laughs> I've you arrived. Know? Yeah. Well, everything's good now. I, I guess I can stop reading my Bible. I guess I can stop. Re- I don't know that you ever make it. And guys, that's going to be honest. No. I mean, I don't know that I've ever been in a place spiritually where it's been like, well, I'm good now. Well, let me say for the record, I've been in better places. Maybe that's the wrong way to put it, to get an okay. <laughs> there, there are heights that I've went down from. Oh, Lord. So, but but I know see, what you're saying. But you see, right yeah. now, in this place, um, and I I was listening to my podcast, or I was listening, and I thought, man, people probably think I sound like Joel Osteen when I'm saying this. You know. Joel Osteen. <laughs> but, you know, uh, or, you know, oh, some. Yeah. but. Wherever you're at is right where God intends for you to be. Yeah. You know, because right now you're you're having to trust in the Lord probably more so right now than you have in a while, Van. No question. No yeah. question. And you're leaning on the Lord. And for that I'm thankful. But, but here's the thing. You're only going to get closer to the Lord with trial. 
That's right. He says that in the Bible. Yeah. All right, so you ever heard people, well, you know, I'll pray, pray for patience. Well, that comes through trial. Yeah. And so people really don't want that. What they want is comfort. And God's not concerned about your comfort. He's concerned about your character. But when's the last time you heard it? Could you imagine preaching a sermon and say, you know, God just told me, everybody, everybody wants to get close. Come up here and pray for a trial. Man, that'd be the loneliest, driest altar call mm, you've ever yeah, seen in your life. true. Because we don't volunteer for them. And if God knows a whole lot more than we do, which he does, he decides who gets what. Mm-hmm. He decides what yeah. yours is going to be. Man, and I mean, God told me before this even happened, he said, I'm about to shatter you. Wow. That's wonderful to hear. Yay. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what, what what's this consist of? What you got in mind there, Lord? Uh, yeah, oh I mean, you you hear that. I'm, I'm fixing to, and then when you get put back together, you'll have something to say. Yeah. And I'm sitting, there's a sermon Jensen Franklin was preaching about, something about brokenness, about being broken. He was, of course, he was talking about the bread and all that. And he, he kept saying, he said, he goes, a message will never convey um, what it's possible until that man that was broken speaks about it. Yeah. And I'm like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, call it pride, whatever. I, I don't want to know what you think about something or, or how you would feel. I like talking to the people that's been there and done that. Yeah. It just does something to me where yeah. I know. Well, in other words, if you don't know, well, you don't know any more than I know. I yeah. want to know, the like when my mom died, I wanted to talk to people that had a Mom had died because mm-hmm. somebody said, "I don't, you know, I just, I don't understand how." Well, no, you don't. Yeah, but I want to talk to the person that does. Yeah, see, we know something yeah. that you don't know yet, yeah. and I'll promise you, you'll seek those people. <laughs> it won't help in your time of grief to say, "Well, I'm going to talk to the guy." Maybe wrote a book, but that hadn't been there. And that's what I'm learning, man. Is just like I really, after what God showed me this last week. Last two weeks, I just wonder if uh, I've ever even read a Bible. Wow, it's that revelatory to me, like it's of what the work that I needed to go do, and 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 this, and it wasn't so much about me as it was freeing others. Yeah, but in that frees you, and uh, so it's just like, I mean. I almost felt like if I never read a Bible again, which I, I'm going to, but I had learned enough to know that the essence, the ultimate, at the top of our pyramid of Christianity is forgiveness. Yeah. That's what it was all about for him. And I read that scripture where, you know, Peter said, how, sh- how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven. seven. He thought he was doing good. Yeah. You know? how about, about 70 times. Yeah, seven. 70 times seven. Well, I looked that up, <laughs> and that's basically infinity, like based on their number scale of yeah. their perfect numbers. And I got to thinking, if you really think about it, he Christ wasn't trying to get him to see that there's going to be this one dumb brother you're going to have. Forgive me, I stole your lawnmower. Okay. Forgive me, I stole your lawnmower. Okay. Think about it. That was to cover you for a lifetime because you're going to be saying, I forgive you a whole lot. And the other way, asking a whole lot. Yeah. It's not going to be a one-time thing, right? How many times you had to ask for forgiveness? You got a lot, few, yeah, you few, a lot. Yeah. and to be forgiven a few. So, I guess the further we go down this road, the more we're going to need it. Yeah, because humans are overrated. It's true. That's true. Yeah, you know, people just want the God of blessing. They don't want the God of the wheel. When he puts you on that thing and he, and he crushes you and forms you into the way he wants you, into his image. Just yesterday, last night, I was uh, there's a situation in my life and there's a guy in in the middle of the situation and I'm like I can't even look at this dude. He makes me I'm so disgusted when I look at him, just because of the decisions he made and things he did. And a guy beside me says, "Listen, you got to get that over that." He's like, because if he hadn't made the decisions he made, you wouldn't be where you are now. And I'm like, well, you know, you're right. And I'm like, Lord, help me. Because, because I mean, and it's just petty, stupid stuff. And, and again, it's narcissistic because it's something that I wanted and that I didn't get, right, yeah. at the end of the day, you know. And uh, it's funny. Listen to what Exodus says here in, in uh, 
chapter 15. Israelites were singing this. It says, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. Talking about the Egyptians. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. He's constantly fighting the battle for you. He's constantly fighting the battle for you. And I was thinking earlier, man, when you, you said something about uh, when we lose it, you know, when our when your salt loses its savor, it's ineffective. Mm-hmm. It's ineffective. And and where do you lose that savor? In the root of bitterness. Yeah. In the in the root of bitterness, you lose it because, listen, you, you don't have anything good coming out of you. You're defiling everything you touch, like we talked about. You're constantly in a pissy mood. You're, you're whatever. You're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. And nobody wants to be around you when your salt loses its savor. But when, it, when you've got that savor in you, it's like people are drawn to you. The anointing brings the people to you, and then he starts breaking the yoke. That's when these you can come into the, the house of God and the altar will be full, mm-hmm. and, and people will be like, hey, let's get this thing going. Let's do what God's called us to do. And I never really thought about it, but you're 100% on that root of bitterness is killing us. And we don't even know we have it. Because our heart's deceitful. That's what God was showing me. Mm. Imagine trying to find a cure for something you didn't know you had. It's insanity. No wonder David said, create me a clean heart. Well, I was going <laughs> to reiterate that, uh, what you shared earlier, Ben. Search me, O oh God. See. Search me, Lord. Yeah. Um, you know, guys, I recently had to go to a uh, dermatologist and... Um, because Corey said that I've got some moles on my back that look, she said they just look like they need suspicious. Needed, they look like they need to be checked. And um, I went to that dermatologist and I said, "Search me." <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Right? Yeah. Am I good? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. I can't see my back. Right. <laughs> I can't. I can't. And plus, like you know, with, with the way these moles are. Um, like, I don't know. I don't know what's... And so anyway, they done some biopsies, and um, and they said that one of them is, um, is, it was severe. And they had to go in, and I had a procedure done on my back this week, and um, they cut, they cut me like a Thanksgiving turkey. Really? Deep, right? <laughs> and to hear the sound... Of your own skin being cut. I mean, it was quiet in that operating room. Wasn't that quiet? <laughs> and <laughs> like, I mean, I was numb. That I didn't feel no pain. But to hear the sound of my own skin being cut with a scalpel, I mean, it kind of freaked me out a little yeah. bit. And uh, of course, I'm weird about that stuff anyway. But you know what? They had. They took care of that. And he and the uh, dermatologist said, he said, I just want you to know, he goes, this was not a cancerous cell. He goes, we're going to send it off to have it checked anyway. He goes, but he goes, it would have most likely turned into something, something, you know, cancerous. Yeah. Had I not been searched, mm-hmm. that was not a pleasant experience right. to have that. It was very intrusive. Mm-hmm. To have that done, but you know what? It hopefully has relieved me of pain in the future. Yeah, addressing it now saved you. Saved me hopefully from from yeah. a future from future pain. Um, and guys, why don't we do that with the Lord? Search me, God, and Lord. If it means you got to go deep, Lord. If it means you've got to do some cutting, because we think we're okay. That, yeah, I mean that 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 word. It's sharper than any two-edged yeah. sword. Yeah. And if we'll just let the word of God cut us deep. You get mad at the preacher. <laughs> you get you get mad at somebody when they're trying to minister to you. Oh, Listen, man. that's that word that's probably cutting you. Yeah. Yeah. It's that word, man. And that let God search you today. Don't be so prideful and say, oh, I'm good. Me and my family, we're good. I you're probably not. You yeah. probably got up walls. You know, those people that are seeking the Lord in tears. 
those people that are of a broken and contrite spirit, that's who the Lord will hear. Yeah. Um, Matthew chapter 6, 14 and 15, he says, if you forgive men of their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Yeah. But if you will not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you. Mm. Uh-oh. What does that mean in the Greek and the Hebrew? Please enlighten us. I think it's pretty straightforward. Think about that for a second. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm not forgiven either. <clears throat> Well, then I'm going to be staying in a suspense. I'm not saying it's a salvation issue, but I am going to be in a perpetual state of unforgiveness. And God can't can't give you his best. He's got to withhold. Liberty, peace, joy, love. Exactly. Why? Because you're holding on to some stuff. Yeah. We're holding on to some stuff. I'm holding on to some stuff, you know? Then you saying that, you know, it's got me going. I'm going through the roller decks. That's what yeah. this is. That's what it's, I. Yeah. You think you went through one? I was sitting there laying, and I'm like, oh, this is this is why we don't have revival. I'm going through the roller decks. It's like, Lord, have mercy. I, I got to call some people when I get out of here, right? <laughs> I said, I told a buddy of mine other. I said, when this really sinks in, people, the first thing you're gonna you're gonna feel so when he really shines this light on this word that. It's it's a revival word. I know it is. And then the second thing is you better be ready to go to work. Mm-hmm. Put on some tennis shoes. And since you're such an avid texter and we've got all this forms of communication, be a good time to do it. And so I'm sitting there and he says, I said I'm coming back without a bride, without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. And I'm sitting there. And I thought, hmm. And it's one of those, you ever feel like the Holy Ghost has almost kind of got a sense of humor? It's like, no, dummy. You know, you're, you're reading it. I, I, I interpreted it that way. Man. And I was sitting there looking at it, and I thought, well, that, that means we've got to be perfect. It's like, it almost like, no, dummy. You're never going to be that. When I say spot, wrinkle, and blemish, I'm talking about those that belong to me. Yeah. Because you ain't never going to get it right. Mm-hmm. And when I've applied the blood, just like the Passover, I told everybody there, you put the blood on the door, I'm going to pass over you. Yeah. And with a spot, wrinkle, a blemish, don't get it twisted. Uh, if I'm going to be waiting on anybody to get it right out of sight of my grace and blood and mercy, it's not going to happen. I'd never be able to come back. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not what that means. You know, and I'm finding out half the like, like we said earlier about Chronicles. I mean, we see, see, we think, we think, if if we could just pray a revival, in now we ain't got to go do work. <laughs> now we ain't got to settle that with Ted, Jim, and Bob and yeah. Bill and all that. But wouldn't it be great to have a sin killing revival? Yeah, it'd be wonderful. <laughs> but it's not going to happen. Now, hang on a second, Ben. I thought that the, the preacher called revival. I thought that it was the pastor that called revival. You know, they 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 put out the signs. You know, yeah. spring and fall. We're going to have revival on this day. We don't even have them anymore. That's though. when revival. I mean, gonna not like used to. You're, well, like, I'll did tell you, we have them then? No, no. Well, it was hey, just, listen. I'll yeah. tell you. I'll tell you. Whenever I first became pastor, uh, I thought, I thought we're going to have revival, <laughs> and uh, I called revivals. Nobody showed up. <laughs> you talk about hurting. I mean, that oh, hurt. God, revive and you, us, and you, and you know, it's like. Well, uh, you know, I call them, and it's just like, you know, you want to know why people wasn't hungry? Mm-hmm. They so true, you're so full of the world, comfortable. You're not hungering after the things of God. I'll, I'll, I'll go as far as this: if people just listen to this podcast and do what they've heard us talk about, you'll have a revival that won't even have anything to do with the church house. It's true. There's people if they'll hear this, they'll be like, "Man, I need to go settle business," and you know. Some some people may be even calling us to yeah. settle business or wh- whatever. Yeah. But, it, man, it's so freeing. And for the first time, I suck it. You know, they always talk about that first year of the NFL quarterback, and they'll usually say, well, it's his rookie or whatever. And then they talk about they finally learn to see the field. Yeah. You know, they finally, oh, okay, I get it now and and everything. And and that's the that's the way I feel is just it's not that complicated. But leave it to us. Me and my father, see, I shared this with my father, and he just sat there and stared at me. 
I said, or we can just make another program because we're good at that. Mm-hmm. Well, this will fix it. Isn't that what government does? Government, yeah. government steps it. We're going to fix this. We need another law. Yeah, <laughs> let's pass another law that nobody else is already keeping. Right. That'll help it. Oh, Never mind gosh. the mule, load the wagon. <laughs> you know, like a buddy of mine said the other day, he's like, he goes, well, well, what about the lost books of the Bible? How do you feel about that? And I said, well, I hope I don't find any more of them. I'm already struggling with the ones I've got. Let me master <laughs> them first, and I'll worry about some lost <laughs> books of the Bible. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I'm a mess, man. And I just, I mean, I'm really like, I, I feel like that when I read about Paul, just where he just took me to this place that I don't know if I'll ever see life again the same. And I, I think it's a good thing Yeah. on certain levels of just, I can't even, it's almost like being born again again Yeah. for me. It's funny um, in these situations. <laughs> He he's wooing his people, and, and I don't mean this far fetched or out off the wall or anything, but his people that are really his. If you'll think about this, where he's taking them and calling them, it ain't what we've always been used to. It's different. It's different. You've never thought you would see what you see right now. No, no, no. no. And, and I'll be honest with you. I've known for a long time that I needed to deal with this and I've tried to deal with it. But now after today, I've got to deal with it. Yeah. I've tried. Listen, I've tried to deal with it and I'm sure a lot of people try to deal with it, but there's a difference in trying to deal with it and really dealing with it. Mm -hmm. You know, when Jesus really dealt with it, he said, it is finished. Yeah. Left no room to deal. He left no room to deal. It's finished. And that's what God's calling us to do. Hey, take what's not of me, set it in front of you, deal with it, and say, this is finished. That's what he's doing, you know? And and here's the thing. Here's the thing. The church sign at the road here at Papa Bluff says it best. Is anybody going to be in heaven because of you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I mean... Are you pointing people to heaven? Or are you pointing people down the road of bitterness? Yeah. Are you pointing people to the throne of God? Or are you pointing people to be on your side because somebody did you flipping wrong? It's a fine line, baby. Granted, we can't save anybody. Van, I think I know that's what you meant. Yeah. But Influence. when the Bible talks about us being a peculiar people. Yeah. Influence. Yeah. What type of influence are we having? You know, are we that type of people when somebody smacks your cheek, you turn around and slap them back? They 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 do you wrong. Well, I'll show them. Yeah. Or they cuss you. Well, I'm going to do this. Or, yeah. Or are you that peculiar person that you know what? You'll allow men to take advantage of you or you'll allow people to speak evil of you or you'll allow people to use you. And this is for me too. Yeah. Because that guys, I'm telling you, I don't like to be played for a fool. Yeah. You know, I don't like to be Mm -mm. taken advantage of. None of us do. No. But you know what? Jesus was a suffering servant. I wonder how often we suffer for the kingdom. What are we sacrificing? What are we giving up for him? Are we full of pride? Mm -hmm. Or do we desire to be humble before the Lord? And I've said this before. It's really hard to talk about. It's hard to be humble and talk about being humble. You know what I mean? (laughs) You can't, you can't really do that, you know, but we're trying to, I'm trying to make a point right here. Will you just allow the Holy spirit to investigate your life? Let God search you deep. Mm -hmm. Allow him to go in those hidden rooms of your heart. Those ones that you got blocked off. Yep. You know, Van, as we've been 
having this discussion today, God has revealed some things to me that a month ago I probably wouldn't have thought about. Yeah. Six months ago, I probably would have just sailed on past it. But the timing and the nature of it is very appropriate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like in God's way and God's timing, I need it's it's up to me now. The the word it has made me aware. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's been revealed in my spirit. And now what do I do with it? That's good. The word has made me aware. The word has made me yeah. aware. You know, and do I do I go, yeah, <laughs> forget about it, mm-hmm. or do I go, oh? And you know, when you start getting those sweaty palms and those nervous shakes, it's like, yeah, oh yeah, that's when you know that's is probably what you need to do. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, that's true. And do you deny it? <clears throat> do you run from it? Do you bury it and ignore it? I think if you do that, you're just you're setting you're setting up for that root of bitterness. Yeah, you know, to, to just go deeper. And and I'll say this too. And then uh, we need to try to wrap this up. I was thinking about how I used to work in landscaping, and and I would see these homes that had neglected their landscaping, and how these shrubs or different trees. They went untended, and the roots would, that root system would stretch, and it would expand, and it would eventually break up their sidewalk. Mm -hmm. It would break up a foundational element. Mm. And as you were sitting here, you know, we think, well, our foundation is Jesus Christ. Mm. I like that. Let me tell you guys, that root system can go so deep, Mm -hmm. it can can break your foundation. Yeah. And I'm not saying you can lose your salvation, you know, because it, here's a beautiful thing. We serve a God of restoration. We serve a God of resurrection. But before you can be in full fellowship with the Lord, you got to get that root out. And let me tell you, I've dug out a lot of roots in landscaping. You got to go deep, guys. Mm-hmm. You got to go deep. It's painful. Whew. It hurts. But you know what? It's very liberating. Yeah. And as we're sitting here talking about this, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, do I really want to? What if they don't forgive me? <laughs> what if they don't receive it? And sometimes they don't. But once again, that's somebody else. It's on them then. Exactly. That's what I mean. You know, it's, then, then it's like hot potato. Well, here you go. Because yeah. I got to get for it once again. I'm not responsible for anybody else's chain. And, you know, you said it earlier, and this is the way I look at this. I want to be that kind of person that people love to see coming yeah. and hate to see going, not hate to see coming and love to yeah. see going. <laughs> yeah, amen. Yeah. That's true. You know, and yes, it's possible. It's doable. Mm-hmm. Man, I've watched you the whole time. I'm a good reader of people. Your mind has just been scrolling. Yours has too. Yeah. Mine has still and so yeah. I'm like, well, if if we're leaders, then lead. Yeah. Show the people how to do it. Tell them how to do it. Man, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> when you read something in the Bible, it's not revelation. It's been wrote a long time, and yeah. people figured it out a long You ever preached a sermon thought, I bet nobody's preached it. Yeah, they did in 1812, <laughs> yeah. if you look it up. Yeah. It's not revelation, it's illumination. Yeah. And when God illuminated this word, he said, This is he said, if people will do this, they'll see revival in their day. Wow. That's good, boy. And I've 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 took it this far at least. At least I know three men that's on the way. Yeah. God help us. Yeah. God give us strength. I believe it, boy. I believe it. Because it's hindered me a long time. I believe it. I'm 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 trying not to cry. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, don't hold that back. I, I don't you let this. pride stop him, tears, brother. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Let me just say this real quick. Like a uh, good country song. <laughs> this past this past week, oh, we had yeah. one of those services. You know that had been a long time coming. If yeah. you know what I mean, like yeah. the Holy Ghost man just poured out on this place, and we just had one. We had a, one profession of faith. 
we had, you know, um, a lot of uh, people come back to the Lord and um, just people being sincere before God. Great service. And uh, one of the girls that was singing, she kept messing up. And, you know, while I'm up there playing, like I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to help her, you know, and I, I want to say, do you not know the words? You know, well, anyway, we come back from practice and, uh, and we was all having a good laugh, you know, and cause she kept messing up. She said, well, I'll tell you why I was messing up. Cause I was just about to shout. The Holy ghost was all over me. And you know, I, I was just, I, I just about to shout. And, and, uh, you have you ever heard anybody say that? <laughs> I just about shouted. Well, why didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why Do didn't it. you let it go? I, I just about ran. Well, well why didn't you? you know, <laughs> Paul said, "Yeah, I just." But sometimes we think, "Well, we I didn't. I need to suppress this." No, it's okay to sometimes let that go. Yeah, to let that emotion go. And Paul, I know you're a big, strong, burly guy. But every time that I've cried, I don't get to cry often. It's so free. Yeah, it's liberating. It's there's yeah. so much freedom in that. Yeah, you know, like this is y'all gonna think this is stupid, Mm-mm. but when I watch the Lion King, <laughs> you know that, or you know, you watch like I, I just watch some videos now about family, mm-hmm. and you know that movie's about forgiving yourself. And, you know, I mean, I know that there's nothing spiritual there, but these are things that we all deal with, you know, love and acceptance. Man, my kids, you know, I'll just be sitting over there and tears will be going stream down my face. I'm like, Dad, Dad's crying again. I'll be like, I'm sorry, boy. (laughs) You know, uh, because. They don't know what you know. They don't know. Yeah. You know, and I mean, when you're in church and you're, you're crying or. You know, I mean, different scenarios. Guys, men, don't hold those feelings in. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to let that go because there's so much freedom there. Amen. Short description of the Bible, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus wept. You ever, you ever just sit there and read that and think, now he's about to go raise him up. Why was he crying? I'm about to go give him a wake-up call. Why did he cry? Because he was human to the core and wanted to let us know it's okay. Yeah. Even if you got Almighty, uh-huh. it's okay to be in touch with your feelings. Yeah. And when he wept for the children of Israel, you know, I, I would have gathered you, and he was standing yeah. there weeping. And you know, if if God didn't want us to cry, he would he would gave us capability to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But even on a physiological uh, study of it, it releases. Yeah. Crying is a release of, of pent-up motion and stuff like that. So I cry all the time. I cry when I hear that. I don't know why. You know, you, sometimes you go, why do I cry when I hear this song? And it's the, <laughs> I want, and it's my favorite, one of my favorite, it's The Showman. You know, you watch that one about yeah, the, yeah, you know, yeah. the circus. And and it's just that where that little kid, every time he said, all little takes, a thousand dreams. Yeah. You know, and it, gosh, I don't even know the title of the song, but every now and then I watch it. I cry every time just because. You know, that kid was a dreamer, mm. and and I'm a dreamer. Yeah. I guess that's why I identify with it so much, is I know that, you know, uh, God has given us all a different path, but there's things yet that I know God's put in my spirit that's going to happen that I've worked really hard to, you know. I mean, we got to do work. We can't just say, oh, the Lord did all of it. Well, if the Lord does all of it, we've missed something. I have. Because I, I remember having to get up and go and get ready and do, which he said that. And there's things on the other side, and God says, now, now you're going to get there. You're not impeded anymore because your roadblocks were you. It was this root you kept mm-hmm. tripping over. Think about that. If that root's big enough, it's big enough to trip over too. Yeah. It just it just does everything. I mean, it's like once you see it, you see it. And it's just time to get rid of it. Yeah, it's true, boy. And be in touch with their emotions. And you know, when was the last time somebody cried over a soul? Let's get let's get mm. where it's really real. You know how so far I, I used to I used to be one of those guys till I kind of I kind of got jaded. But when I was at the other church, there was this lady and she's lost and everybody knew it. 
and uh, I, I'm sitting there, and uh, and I said, well, let's pray for her. And, man, I, as soon as I said that, God spoke my spirit. said, well, if you believe I can save her, go get her a Bible and put her name on it. And then when she gets saved, you go open it up and say, we're waiting on you. Mm. And I'm like, well, God, I hope you make, <laughs> you know, you hear a word <laughs> like that, like, like God needs to help it out. Yeah. I went straight to the bookstore, put her name on it, finally found her, her name was Lisa Lake. She's actually a teacher at Sweetwater. Yeah, I'd lost touch. It was been years ago and had it, had her name on it. Six weeks later, she walks up. I need to be saved. I said, look. We after in we stop. You know how people traditionally give you Bibles. Let me tell you a story. I said here's how God knew you was coming, or I had your name on your Bible. It's yeah. a good one too. It was a Schofield. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was one of those good luck disposable. Yeah, yeah. Hope you can interpret it. <laughs> and that's where God wants us mm. is to believe the unbelievable about what God can do. What yeah. God can do with Teleco or Athens. Or, Man, it's got to start with us. Yeah, we got to draw a circle and get in it. Yeah, Amen. I'm talked out. Thank you, Van. <laughs> Thank you for for sharing. Um, the words of the pilgrim. It's on us now, right? Yeah. yeah. What do we do with it? Yeah. What do we do with it? Um, I hope that God in His Spirit has revealed to all of our listeners. It's time to let go of that bitterness. It's time to release that unforgiveness. It's time. Paul, what do you got for us? It's time. You're up. And you who were dead in your trespasses and uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He nailed that bitterness, that unforgiveness, that hatred, all that he nailed to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and the authorities and put them open to shame by triumphing over them in him. He is the cure for the root of bitterness. Mm-hmm. What a show. What a show. Van, thank you for coming on. My pleasure. Yes. We love you, brother. Chappie, you got any big plans today? Yeah, I'm going to hang out with my wife. Good, good, good. Well, for all of our Truth Revival listeners out there, we want to say thank you for uh, tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to check us out on Facebook at Truth Revival 37385 for Mr. Van Gogh Pilgrim. I love it. The Van Gogh Pilgrim. <laughs> Quaker Nation. Woo! <laughs> Paul Chapman. In the house. <laughs> I'm Roman Hamilton. This has been Truth Revival. We're out of here.